Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are listening to Scoop B Radio. What's going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoop B Radio, DJ Manio. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoop B and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on this media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradio.com slash poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopbradio.com slash poll. S-C-O-O-P, the letter B-R-A-D-I-O dot com slash P-O-L-L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. E.K. Manny. Manny. L. Scoopy Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bonds said, yo, the best in the business. That's word of Scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word of Scoop. He give you the business. He show you the proof. If Scoop B say it, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment. He give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews. He give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast. The joint and the journalist. The GOAT. So why ask? Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. If he naming them, Scoopy.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking. This is Scoopy Radio. You're listening to Scoopy Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop him. B. At Scoopy. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoopy Radio. Scoopy Radio. Overtime. Overtime. On the train, everywhere you need to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. Make sure, most importantly, that you're subscribed to the Scoop B Radio podcast, which is available on all streaming platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, iHeartRadio, or simply by visiting ScoopBRadio.com. 2.1 million streams. 
Last year, one of the reasons why is because we bring news makers to the platform. No different here. And we got a return guest. We got my main man, Mario Chalmers, on the line. Mario, welcome to Scooby Radio. Thanks, Scooby. Man, appreciate it. Of course, of course. Hey, man, you uh, are a busy man these days. You are participating in the five tournaments, July 19th to the 29th, which is a pay per view. Tournament. Do you feel like you're a boxer now because you're a pay-per-view? <laughs> I mean, it's close. It definitely does. I've never had to get ready for a pay-per-view event, so this is something different for me. You are playing with Team Miami. How cool is it to be representing Miami once again? Uh, very cool. You know, for me, that's where it all started. So, you know, it's, it's good to be able to go out there and, uh, you know, represent the city of Miami, the, the, the Miami Heat, and, uh, you know, in a little tournament, you know, that's giving back to the people, means something to the to the fans and everybody. You enjoyed by Rob Hyde, Craig Smith, Ricky Davis, Corsley Edwards. I'm sure you all have crossed paths. Um, what team are you looking most forward to playing against? Um, I might have to say the Texans, just because uh, the little the little battle between me and David Hawkins. You know, we've been going back and forth, so we you know put the team together. So. Definitely the Houston team. That's going to be a, a definitely battle that I'm looking forward to. Is there such a thing as being socially distant on defense? Um, not be trying to win. That, that's going to be the interesting <laughs> part. Just you know how you going to play defense with the quarantine six feet apart. So it's going to be a lot of be out there and, and just be able to play basketball and compete again. So Mario, the elephant in the room is that over the weekend. You shot your shot, literally. <laughs> uh, Ray John Rondo uh, heard himself like he's going to be out six to eight weeks. And uh, you took it to the gram uh, when Bleach reports that Ray John Rondo will undergo surgery uh, to repair uh, his thumb. And you said, sounds like Lakers need another point guard. Been patiently waiting and working. What made you shoot your shot? Um, you know, just for me, I, I mean, I really have been patiently working and, you know, patiently waiting for opportunity. And I just feel like, you know, with, with my background and all the things I've been through winning championships, you know, I feel like with my knowledge, at least I can help a team, you know, whether, whether you want to play me or you want to put me at the end of the bench and, and be a vet leader. You know, I've been through almost every situation when it comes to basketball and I'm one. So I just feel like I have a, knowledge, a lot of knowledge I can pass on to the young guys and I can still get out there and compete and play if, if my number is called. So, um, you know, why not shoot my shot? You know, the world is all about, you know, taking your chances. And, you know, I've always raised in a household that said a closed mouth never gets fed. So, you know, just threw that out there. You know, maybe I get a bite, maybe I don't. But at least, at least they know I'm working and I'm paying attention to what's going on. I think one rapper said closed mouth don't get fed on this boulevard. <laughs> right. Actually, definitely said that too. The, 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 the Lakers play not too far from Hollywood Boulevard. What would you bring to the Lakers to help them win a championship? Um, For me, it'd just be my basketball IQ. You know, like I said, I've been through almost every situation when it's on the basketball. I've been to four finals, um, won two of them. So, you know, there's not much that that's happening in the basketball world that I've seen. Um, I'm not saying I'm the best point guard out there. I'm, I'm, you know, going to be out there and dominate and have 20 and 10. But I can, I can definitely help a team. I can come in there, give you some basketball knowledge. I can help, I can hit down an open shot. 
I can play defense, and you know I've had chemistry with Bron. I've been on the team with him. I won a championship for him before, and it's just like, you know, why not put some basketball minds together and um, you know let it work? You got one person that can do it on the court. You got another person that can play and help teach. You know the young guys and show what it takes to get to that level. And you know, I think that's a, that's the main thing because you can't prepare for something you ain't never been to before. So that's just one thing. I, that's how I look at it in my perspective. Mario, tell me something. I think people, particularly, they use, they use the word on Twitter, casual fans. Uh, people will take a clip and they will run with that and say that that's why this person doesn't get along. I think you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So I remember being in college and I remember you and LeBron drawing on the bench and, you know, having your disagreement. I have to know, if you don't feel comfortable telling me, what did y'all say to each other that made them want to charge at you on the bench? <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say word for word, but basically I was just like, you know, everybody stopped blaming everybody for each other's mistakes and we're a team, let's do this together. You know, I used a couple of choice words in there that I know can get to Braun that will they'll get him going and, and get him motivated. So I used them words and you know, I, I did exactly what I was trying to do, was light a fire up on him. Um we had our little debate right there, but at the end of the at, even in that game you see you see the second video where he apologized to me because he knew I was right. You know, I wasn't trying to belittle him or, or do anything. I was just basically saying, you know, we're a team. Let's do this together. You know, not one person can do this by themselves. So let's all pull together and help out win this game. And, you know, that's what I say when I've been, like, through every situation. Like, I'm, I can be a leader. I can show you different things. Like, I just feel like I can bring a lot to the table. And that was one instance, like, you don't really see uh, a player like me get on a superstar like Braun. And then the superstar respects that. You know what I'm saying? So by then, for me, we say that, for Brian to respect that, it shows you, like, no matter what y'all think about what happens on the court, me and him got this brotherhood that we know how to get each other going, we know how to fight together. And that's just one thing that, you know, I've developed with people that I'm close with. That's real. And I, and I, and I, as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about a Miami Heat era before you guys. It was a short-lived era, but it, when you look at Anthony Mason with his all-star year with the Heat, and he's playing alongside Tim Hardaway. And as you know, Pat Riley likes point forwards. Um, when I watch Anthony Mason and Tim Hardaway's situation, Tim Hardaway is a point guard, but oftentimes you saw Anthony Mason bring the ball up and initiate that half-court set. Comparatively, when I look at you as a point guard and then LeBron James as that point forward, similarities but differences. Obviously, LeBron is an, is, is an all-star. Um, there's some comparisons, but the point I want to bring home is you as a point guard, um, LeBron James as a playmaker, how does one who is a traditional point guard play alongside LeBron James who has so many facets to his game? Um, basically, he's got to be ready to shoot. <laughs> Whatever he gets involved, he's be ready to shoot. <laughs> that's the thing about him. So, is he going? That's the thing I love about playing with Bron. Like he, he's a pass first player until like it's time to get going, and then he'll take over and dominate. But he he wants to get his teammates involved. He wants everybody else to be to be on the same level with him and shine with him. And that's that's the good thing about playing with him and being able to play off of him. So you know he's gonna he's gonna find you when you open. So just be ready. Just be ready. Just knock down a shot or. Or make the next decision once the ball comes to you, and that's that's one thing that was able for me to help me playing alongside with him to be way. No, that's real. Tell me something. Um, what do you make of the Miami Heat team this season? I like the team. I think 
I think it's a it's uh it's almost a baby version of us with the mm-hmm. you know Kendrick Nunn, Jimmy Butler, Bam, um, UD still there. So you know they got they got the pieces to to go um, to make a deep run. It's just I think it's just gonna be being comfortable in that bubble. I think whoever gets comfortable in that bubble first and and gets going, that's who's gonna win the championship. Scoop B Radio. Did the Miami Heat to you come out of nowhere and surprise you by how good they actually are this season? I'm not going to lie. Me being from the Heat organization, I'm never surprised at what they do just because I know how hard they work in practice. I know I know what it means to them to win. I know they're going to do anything that it takes to win. So I'll be some more surprised when they have a down year than when they have a good year. That's real. Yeah. What do you like about Tyler Hero? I like his confidence. Like, he just got that confidence. Like, I don't care. Like, whoever's out on this court, you better guard me. I'm, I'm letting it fly. You know, I don't care what you say, what you do. I'm going to get mine. And, like, that's that's one thing I like about him and Kendrick. Like, I kind of – I've been working out with Kendrick uh, when I was in Miami a little bit over the last two months or something like that. Um, and I just like his game and his explosiveness. Like, they got two young, young go-getters. And, you know, as long as they stay healthy and, and they keep getting better within the system and keep working on their games – you know, that's them two probably be the future of Miami. Well, Kim, you know your pick early in the season and the NBA is looking at Ah, I'm not going to lie. He wasn't. I was rocking with Ja. I, I'm a Ja fan. So, uh, I had Ja Morant. I, I said that when Ja was getting ready for the draft. I said he's only going to be here next year. I actually took him over time. That's real. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler. Did him signing with the Heat surprise you? Um, kind of, but not really. And the reason I say that is because um, I know I know Jimmy's worth ethic. And Jimmy's worth ethic is Miami worth ethic. So when it comes to him working out and you know, get ready for the season, being tip top shape, he's an example of what Miami Heat wants. So I can see how they would want to go get him in, in that relationship. I was surprised at the fact that he went there just because I know Jimmy's a more low-key dude. He don't like the spotlight. He don't like things like that. And, you know, Miami is all of that. You know, Miami is every time he goes where you get a spotlight or, or everything like that. So I would say I was surprised by that part of it. But uh, the basketball and everything else, nah, he's a perfect fit there. Tell me something. I just realized something. I looked at your Wikipedia page. You wore number six and switched. Mm-hmm. Did you switch with LeBron page? See, the story about that, everybody thinks that LeBron took my number. But if you look, if you look back at my rookie year, we had a dude on the team named Mark Blunt. And he yes. wore number six. And when I came to the league, I couldn't get number 15. So I chose six, which was my second favorite number. So then the season where Bron was coming that 2000 season, that 2010, the year before that was Mark Blunt's last year. So I had already put in a request to change my number to 15. And it just happened that Bron signed, I was already going to 15, and he took six. So it wasn't nothing like he took my number. I was already switching my number before any of that happened. All I know is y'all took Eddie Jones' number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. We definitely did that. He's the original number. 
Suzy Radio on the line with Mario Thomas talking all things basketball and more. A Kansas Jayhawks legend on February 16, 2013 at the University of Kansas. Retired. You're number 15. That's your number, brother. Um, (laughs) How cool was that experience for you? Oh, very cool for me. You know, being a kid from Alaska, um, you know, we don't really have too many players that make it out and make it to the NBA and stuff like that. So for me, it meant a lot for me to be able to represent my family in my city. Um, you know, just every time you go to Kansas, like number 15, that's a kid from Alaska. So it, it just, it was good for me to leave a legacy, um, show that I, I left my marker somewhere and, you know, show that I laid it all on the line at KU and I gave it all that I got. You helped your team win the 2008 NCAA championship with a three-point shot with 2.1 seconds left in the game against Memphis. Um, I remember that that tournament. That was actually my senior year of college. I remember Memphis having because that was Robertson and all those guys. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, um, you, you asked Jay-Z what his favorite album is. He always says Reasonable Doubt because of his first album. I'm going to take that and raise you this. <laughs> What's more special? Kansas National Championship, your first Heat Championship, or your second Heat Championship? That's a tough one. Um, but I need to answer. Um, it's got to be between. This is going to be radio. I don't know. It's all three, really. Because it's just, they were all different moments. Like, for me at Kansas, like, I was a star on that team. Um, you know, me, Brandon Rush, Shady, and Sharon, that was, that was pretty much the, the nucleus of that team that did the scoring. So it was like, if I didn't score and one of us didn't score, we wasn't winning that game. So that's why the Kansas one kind of needed a little bit more because I was more dependent on, and it was more about, you know, I, I hate to say it like this, but it was more about me. You know what I'm saying? It was more about me and my legacy. Then when I got to the NBA, it was like my first one, okay, cool, I, I'm up here now. Like, I'd have won my first championship. Um, I'm going in the record books with high school, college, and NBA. But... The third one, how much work we had to do to win that, come back from San Antonio and, and, and beat them, is that one's a little bit more special just to how we won. You know, mm-hmm. fighting through all that, and then, you know, Rail hit that big shot in game six, and then game seven, we just we was able to run away with it. So that one was definitely the hardest one, I'll say that. Yeah, because Oklahoma City, no disrespect to them, they were young. They reminded me of an Orlando Magic in '95 against Houston. Yeah, I mean they was they was a young team, and you know we was that at that moment. I think we was just so hungry because we lost to Dallas that year before that. So I don't, I don't care who you put in front of us. I think we was we was going to get that championship regardless. We put in a lot of work that summer, and during that season we just kept working, kept working, and we knew what the ultimate goal was. Mario, did, did you Miami Heat, you as a Miami Heat team, underestimate Dallas? I won't say we underestimated them. I just don't think we was prepared as we should have been for their for that zone defense and for their switching. You know, I think as Spo being a young coach, he was still learning. Uh, you know, Bron being in, you know, really not being in a position like that where he's seeing zones and stuff like that. He struggled, so it was just—it was more of a, more of a learning, a learning, a learning point for us. You know what I'm saying? Because kind of, I'll take it back to 2006 when Miami played Dallas in that final. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dallas wasn't as prepared for Miami. 
But when they came to this this next this next time, that 2011, I think they were more prepared for the Miami style of play rather than who was on that Miami team. That's real. And then that next year, we're going to when we play Oklahoma City, it was just like okay. Forget the system. Y'all just go play. Beat dogs. Do what y'all do. And if y'all need the system, y'all know where it's at. And I think that's what kind of, that kind of separated. And then the thing that really helped with that was D-Wayne was kind of like, you know what, Bron, take over. I got your back, but take over for you. And I think that's what really helped our team establish who, who the go-to guy was, but also where everybody else saw Ryan at. And I just think that made everybody come together because it's like, okay, I know my role. I know I got to do this every night. And if I don't do this, we have a chance to lose. So I think it was just more more of a learning thing than underestimating things. Mario, I'm going to say something to you. I'm going to get a little attention because I need your help with something. So Ryan Hunter recently came on the podcast, and he discussed how Boston was up 3-2 against you, against, uh, you guys. And he said that the Celtics viewed LeBron as soft. He said that was our championship to, to walk away with. Until then, LeBron was seen as soft by Paul Pierce. He said we thought he wouldn't show up in four quarters. We thought he wasn't the real dude. And when things got tight, he wouldn't be able to go out and make plays. And if Paul Pierce was bad at foul trouble, Paul was just as good at creating his own shot and clutch moments. So we've seen clutch Paul Pierce. From your perspective, why does Paul Pierce give LeBron James such a hard way to go, and is it fair? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's so personal. But, you know, for me, um, I just feel like Paul Pierce has never really got the respect he deserves when it comes to him being a type of caliber player. He's, you know, because, like, when you think about, like, the top power scorers, you don't name Paul Pierce. Like you name T Mac, Scotty Pippen, James Worthy, you name guys like that. And I just feel like you name Braun too. And I feel like he, he just thinks like, yeah, I'm up there with them too. I didn't do it just as much as these guys did. You know, I got the rings, I got the numbers. Why my name not up there? So I just think it's a little personal matchup between him, um, him and Braun. I don't think it's really any dislike. I just think I just you know, I just think that's how he feels. He feels that he needs to be validated and and and, and Ryan Hollis said it best. He said, clutch Paul Pierce outshined Kobe Bryant. And he's right. In 2008. That's what he said. <laughs> I mean, and this will sound weird coming from me, but like, Kobe did it throughout his whole career on big moments. Paul Pierce yeah. did it too, but just not on big stages like that because he, he didn't have the team to do it. Like, Kobe had the team to do that on big stages, so of course it's going to stand out more. But Paul Pierce is just as clutch as any of them, just like Melo. Melo's just as clutch as any of them too, but Melo don't get that, just re- that respect because Melo's never been in that big stage before. Yeah, and Melo had to go to San Antonio and the Lakers when he was in the West. Right. In Denver. Right, and, and no lie, I was probably like three, four days ago, I was watching I was watching a game of Denver versus uh, L.A. I think it was like game one where Melo had 35, Kobe had 37 or something like that. Like, I sat there and watched that game. It was like, Nuggets had a really good team, but it was just Lakers were better. So it was no fault of his that he didn't make it. He just ran up against a better team. 
Mario Chalmers on the line with Scoop, Scoop B Radio, Radio. Uh, talking all things basketball. Chalmers was listed as the number two point guard and the number 12 player in the nation in 2005 and was the 34th pick overall in the 2008 NBA draft. Um, you're from Alaska. If I'm not mistaken, so is Mike Miller. Oh, Mike Miller's from uh, South Dakota. I'm I'm totally off the map. Yeah, Treasure Raymond calls Boozer from Alaska. There you go. Yeah. Did you know Treasure Raymond and Carlos Boozer? I knew, I knew Treasure very well. Treasure went to school with my sister, and my dad used to coach Treasure um, his freshman year, sophomore year, high school. So Treasure to me, Treasure to me was my big brother growing up. Like. I would go out to Seattle. I would go out to Vancouver to watch his games. He was flying me out there, me and my cousin. So um, me and Trace have been close probably since I was like five or six. Um, even when he first got drafted to the league, he came back to Alaska. He used to work me out. So, you know, Trace is really like family to me. Uh, Boozer has turned into family to me over the years. But, um, you know, Boozer from Juneau, which is the capital of Alaska, he's not from Anchorage where me and Trace are from. So I've developed a relationship with Booz in high school, but more – as we got out of high school, more into Miami days and playing against each other, and that became that home team or Alaska relationship like that. But I didn't know Trajan since the beginning. How far is you know anchors from each other? Oh, let's say six hours, maybe seven. That's a trip. Yeah, it ain't it ain't close. When I'm here in Alaska, I don't even think. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I don't even think you can drive to Juno. You can't? I don't think so. Um, you gotta fly? Oh, no, you can't. We'll, you can. it take, we'll take a boat. It takes two days. It takes two days? Yeah. Wow. When I hear Alaska, you might find it funny because you played with LeBron. I think of the movie In 2D. Did you see that movie with Omar Epps? Yeah, Omar L.O. Kuja. Yeah, so remember when they asked Omar Epps, he played the role of Jerry Reed. He said, Jerry Reed, what y'all doing to act on? Y'all feel like y'all be selling corn or something like that? <laughs> uh, no, nah, I mean, a for anywhere else. Like, you know, Anchorage, Anchorage is the main city, so Anchorage is just like anywhere else. Like, everything you do in any other city, you do in Anchorage. Only difference is um, in the wintertime, you know, it's going to be dark. It probably... It's gonna be it's gonna be dark going to school and it's gonna be dark when you get out of school. So that's that's what I will say. In the summertime, it's twenty four hours sunlight, and that's about mid April to end of August, mid August. So that's always a big difference between Anchorage and other cities. But other than that, it's it's the same. When I was visiting grad schools, um, I, I I was going to school in the Philly area, and I had to fly from Philly to Boston just for, for time. And I made a point of emphasis to myself to take the bus back to the to the um to the airport because I wanted to see what the hood looked like in Boston. You know where I'm going with it. What does the hood the Anchorage look like? Probably like the same hood you see in Boston. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it ain't, it ain't really no different. We don't have, we don't have hoods like that. Cause they just building everything up, but like we got a couple couple neighborhoods where it's like, all right, like yeah, you know, if you go in this neighborhood, you better be be on your p's and q's. That's interesting. I, I I I'm not judging. I'm just really curious. 
Yeah, I mean, I get that question all the time, so that's nothing new to me. What, um, I guess my, 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 my segue to that is for you. Um, you have been home chilling, but also being socially distant. Last time you and I spoke, um, four, about four years ago, I had you on the podcast. You talked about um, video games and you talked about just your hot collection. My first question for you is, um, what have you been, what have you been doing? Uh, what games have you been playing while you've been quarantined? Um, I've been playing the same games, just NBA 2K and, uh, Madden, Call of Duty. That's all I've been doing. Um, just then, just, most of the things, I've been trying to just find out different business things, different things to get into. Um, you know, that's how I spent most of my quarantine. Uh, just trying to learn new things, learn about the stock market, learn about real estate. And, uh, you know, just trying to educate myself on more on, uh, on ways to make more, on how my money make money for me. So, um, I don't even do a lot of video games during quarantine. My son did, though. Yeah, my best investment during quarantine was in, was in Moderna. Moderna was the last I checked was in phase three of testing for uh, COVID. What are some investments that you made that you're, that you're excited are going to be a good return on that investment? Um, the only real investment I've made so far was, uh, you know, I, I did some stuff with the mask. Um, you know, my girl makes masks, but I did some stuff with her and, uh, helped her business out so she could make masks. But, you know, other than that, I've just been doing research. I've been trying to sit on money just because I don't know when things will open back up. I was just trying to re- just, re- uh, educate myself on different things. So when things do open up and start going, I did not know to get into it or not to get into it. So that's what I've been doing. You played against Derrick Rose um, in the national championship game. You've seen his ups, you've seen his downs, you've seen him play in the NBA. Um, what are you most pleased about um, in his last couple of years in Minnesota and, and Detroit, watching from afar? Um, he didn't quit. You know, one of the, you know, person like that, you know, once they make X amount of money and they go through the type of injuries they went through, um, you know, they typically quit or they typically walk away from the game and and try to do something else, but you know, that's one thing I love about D Rose is he never quits. He's gonna keep fighting. He's a dog, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna bring the most the best out of you. He's gonna make you do the best, and that's that's one thing I respect about him. I always have. You talk about John Moran. He said you're a big John fan. You played for the Grizzlies from twenty the, from 2015 to 2016, and again 27 to 2018. Do you like Memphis' chances in the bubble? Chances to do a win it all. However you want to go with it. How do you like them in the bubble? Um, I like them in the bubble because they're a young team and they're excited. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be a good thing for them is the excitement they have around the guys that they want to play and they will compete with. So um, I think it definitely they'll be okay. I'm not gonna say they'll be you know a top top 10 or top 15 team in there, but they'll definitely be okay. You tore your Achilles uh, in 2016. The Marcus Cousins tore his, KD tore his. How difficult is that injury to come back from? Yeah, that's the worst injury in the world. I tell people all the time, I wouldn't, worse, I wouldn't wish this injury on my worst enemy. It's just, yeah, it's, it, for me, it's just something like, it's like starting all over again. Like for me, I just had to learn how to walk again, how to run, um, just get confidence in using using my leg, using that foot. 
So it, it was just, it was a lot of things. And I know for me, my story is a little bit different because I had, I had three different surgeries when I came to my duty so my, so my stitches wasn't reacting well with my body. So that's what kind of took me longer and kept me out longer was that reason right there. So, um, you know, once I finally got healed, it was easy to get, it wasn't easy to get back, but it was easier to get back after what I've been dealing with with the stitches. So, um, yeah, that's a tough injury to come back from that. But I think they can, um, especially KD. You know, KD's already, you know, seven foot, got a jumper, um, long arms. So I know for him, it really won't take away his explosiveness like that. But, like, for a guy like Wookie, who's a little bit heavier, you know, kinda, he was never really that explosive as it is. Um, you know, it's just different ways you got to adjust your game. It's definitely a learning process. which supports athletic and educational programs for children. Um, and you directed the Miracle Shot Marrow Chalmers basketball camp. Um, are you, is that something you do every year? Um, yeah, we usually do a camp or a golf tournament every year uh, through the foundation. But uh, with this pandemic stuff going on, we canceled everything this year. But uh, we're definitely going to get back to doing things next year. Um, definitely, I'm in the process right now trying to plan a weekend um, back in Anchorage. So. Um, trying to get everything together for that, trying to get uh, some moving parts for that, for something. So, yeah, the the foundation is still very much active, uh, and we'll be back up next year. So, you've got the, uh, the uh, five tournaments, uh, which starts in July 19th for the 29th on pay-per-view. Everybody, make sure you check that out. And hopefully, the next time we talk, you'll be a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I hope so. We'll see what happens. Have you gotten any calls since that whole thing went viral over the weekend? No, nah, I haven't got any calls yet. But uh, I don't even think I'm eligible to, to sign with a team just because uh, I had a contract last year in overseas. So I think I got to wait till next year if anything. Yeah. Well, the line of you listening is still available next year. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> uh, I'm giving you more time to wait and be patient and keep working. So that's what I'll be doing until my number calls. There you go. Brother, always good to talk to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is Scooby Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Duncan. Kaboom! The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. 
Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 